Today's episode of Poets at War is sponsored by the following. I'm Ian Wilson, and I create graphic art using primarily traditional methods, supplementing with digital where it's needed. I use a real pen, a real paper, a real graphite to make my art. I like to feel my art. I've always been this way. I love the feeling of a pen or pencil in my hand, the sound of graphite scratching paper, and I love the sight of a nice black line making its way across the page. So why choose traditional art over digital? Traditional art has an organic, natural quality that seems to be missing from most digital illustrations. The illustrated books and comics that were made in the days before digital have an excellence and staying power that is just as vibrant now as it was decades ago. These are the stories that stay with you. Dr. Seuss, Winnie the Pooh, Where the Wild Things Are. People still read these. I'm currently working on my own graphic novel series, Legend of the Swordbearer, and I've also had the privilege to draw graphics for two motion comic series, along with illustrations for a small magazine, Logos Sophia magazine, and various book covers. Don't let traditional art fade into the dust. Help me keep it alive. You won't regret it. Visit my website at ianthomaswilson.com for more info. He's a legendary music video creator, filmmaker, and now content maker, marketer, etc. He is the infamous, the famous, depending on who you ask, Darren Doan. We are not precious here on Poets at War. Let's don it! Yeah, no, I just tra- um, I just switched iPhones and like the other day, so all the calendar stuff is coming in, and um, so I knew I'm like we had something, but this this is actually the way I like it, you know, just hey, you know, unless I'm out of town, right? Pretty much, I can make anything happen. So it's like this is you know, and this is so no, it's a perfect, it's a perfect Friday. So I'll I'll let you lead. Let's do this. Okay. Well, this is one of those normal, just I record the conversation and then put it up kind of things. It's nothing particularly crazy, but uh, have you listened to an episode yet or no? I pr- probably yeah, not. You've been busy. No, but. you got me one early on and I thought it was really cool. I was oh, actually yeah? really good. Yeah. 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 Oh, okay. I after we had talked. And so uh, I usually try to go in and hear, well, I, 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 I like hearing what people are doing as well, because it reminds me that we're all still trying to figure this stuff out. Yeah. Yeah. And I, and I really like that. And I, and I, I look at people podcasting now, as like being in a band yeah. and so we're we're all kind of on the road and we're meeting other bands that we're playing with at different clubs and venues and no matter where somebody is at there's there's always something to kind of steal right so i really like that like you know so yeah you know, anyone doing this to me is like okay i'm i'm gonna steal something right please you know, you I, know. <laughs> I love it so it, it, to me it's really you know that's what gets me the most um, just inspired is just watching people say, I'm going to do this. I'm going to talk and we'll see what happens. Right. No, I totally, I totally hear that. It's been crazy. All the stuff that's been happening since fight left feast. I know, uh, I know and don't know what you're involved with. Cause there's so many people doing so many things in Moscow, but like the, uh, 
uh, lore guys with their beta launch has been absolutely insane. Yes. I'm excited about all of that stuff going on and it's getting me excited. And, and, and I, I talked to my buddy Ian who I've had on the podcast a bunch of times, Ian Wilson, you've probably seen his art on and around Facebook and Twitter and whatever else, but he, he's a great artist. And, and, uh, we had a conversation today. He, loves everything at Laura and those guys are doing so much. He wants to go in full animated uh, uh, with some of my stories. And wow. I, I, I was trying to, to work on um, uh, sort of this counter MS. It's supposed to be kind of like a, a retro thing going back to like the MS DOS look of animation. Sure, you know what yeah. I'm saying? And, yeah. and, and it was cool, but he really wants to go full on. I'm so like, okay, well, let's let's talk about it, you know, and let's see where we can go. So there's just all kinds of crazy stuff going on. And like you said, it's that band feel to me. Like I am, yeah. I, I, I know it drafts some people nuts and other people love it. But that that idea of just like I, the way you've always described it is donut. It's the, the gorilla yeah. idea of just go yeah. and do and make. And that's one of the big things that I think you and I have had in common. You know, I was raised in um, mobile DJ business, right? Okay. And uh, my father was a mobile DJ for years and years and years. And then I got into the business around 11, 12 years old, started doing elementary school jobs. And then we would do, we did so well with kids and more kids were having parties than adults that it became a separate spinoff business. And we danced, they followed along and we gave out prizes, you know, and stuff like that. And it was this big fun thing. And it was so word of mouth on the move. You know, we had to make call audibles. These kids are a little bit you know, um, uh, more advanced, they need some of the harder dances, you know, versus you these other kids, you know, whatever. And we had to make audible audibles to the playlist as it goes. And that's just the way I've always done my art. You know, look, it's, it's real. Look, it's real street level business, right? Which is you have to adapt. Mm -hmm. you, you have to look at people and you have to see what's going on. Can you read a room? Can you understand kind of just what the feeling is, what the tension is, what the anticipation is, you know, that's just, that's just good street hustling on, on, on all levels. Absolutely. And uh, you know, one of the things you've done more recently that has been widely praised and, and of course, you know, people go one way or another on it all around is uh, all my friends are heretics, the new podcast. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm wondering uh, I, I know some of the names that have been thrown out on Facebook and what, and whatever else I'm not asking for like, you know, a, an answer, but uh, are there any guys that we don't know about that have skinny branch uh, sort of things that you're interested in having on the podcast? Oh, well, yeah. I mean, I think <laughs> Gary DeMar is, is, is the, is the king of hidden skinny branches, you know? So um, and he, <laughs> And you have to take them seriously. And, you know, most people get worried about skinny branches because they think like, let's, let's phrase this. Yeah. Let's, define let's skinny branches for the group and, and yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. let's, let's frame this. Yeah. Whole thing. Yeah. 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 Because, you know, there's, um, let's see. The first time I heard skinny branches was it was sort of I think it probably had something to do with, you know, kind of second and third tier theology that kind of no one really cares about. But they kind of wonder if you keep going out on that branch, 
eventually it's going to break and the skinny branch breaks and then you fall off and you become a heretic, you know, or you sort of break with orthodoxy. Mm -hmm. And so that's usually why people say they're nervous of skinny branches or skinny branches can be, be careful going out on that limb because no one's really done a lot of work on that. Right. So they say, so it hasn't, been pressurized. It hasn't built up into maybe a stronger branch if we're going to kind of push this metaphor, you know. Um, and But usually people say this in the context of, well, it's not going to be orthodox. And if it's not orthodox, then you fall away or you become a liberal. That's And so I would reduce it to people are like, we're just afraid that if you're not a young earther, then you're a liberal. Right. Like that... And I understand why people do that. We've had connections and there's, and you can see pattern recognition and stuff like that, you know, but you could clearly not be a young earther and not be a liberal. Oh, you could absolutely. clearly My sister-in-law is one. <laughs> I think the jury's out on this. I don't, you know, I don't know, you know, is it 10,000? Maybe it's 10,000 years, you know, like literally what if like, what I don't like personally, and thankfully no one should listen to me, but what I don't like personally is that the, the, the delta that the Christian community has set in regards to where you can't be, I just think are ridiculous. Like, now, I am a young earther, but right. like, I almost don't care. Right, right. Like, I don't care. It could be 10,000 years old. If it turns out it was 20, it literally does nothing to my faith. Right, exactly. Nothing is shattered, mm -hmm. right? And if I was an old earther, nothing would affect anything in regards to what I do. But now the people that are unorthodox, the people that have fallen off, it's almost always goes part and parcel with those other things as well. Right. So I, I understand the pattern recognition. Right. Right. But you'd be hard pressed to say someone like Gary DeMar, if he held that the earth was 20,000 years old and not 6,000 years old. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Right. Gary's into, you know, gay marriage now. Right. <laughs> like it just, that's not, that's not going to happen. And now look, I'm not saying ideas don't have consequences and theology, and stuff, but so it really was sort of the, it was the inspiration between all my friends are heretics, meaning that everyone I know technically knows someone who thinks they're a heretic. Right. You know, like, I mean, and if I was in control of the rules of heresy, everybody would probably be a, a heretic. Like, right. I personally find full on, like, free will, you choose God, there's no cosmic rape, you got to, you're born kind of 50-50, and you and you and you tug one way, you tug, and you have to like. I find that an abomination. Right. Like I find that like I'd be a full preterist way before I would be <laughs> right. that. Right. <laughs> like I find that so absolutely appalling. Such a. But here's the thing: we go, oh, but we know so many sweet Christians who hold that, and these are, and they love Jesus. Right. And we literally give that like a. That's a full pass right <laughs> but if you put a hundred reform dudes in a room and you ask them is that just insane heresy the smoking cigars they'd be like yes mm -hmm. right yeah that undermines everything 
Right. So now I'm not in charge, but, but the point being is that everyone's a heretic to somebody. Right. You know what I mean? And Mm -hmm. so I think the, I think the heretic stick just kind of gets pulled out way too much. Um, And as you know, people have said, look, liberal scholars see things way better in the Bible than a lot of conservative scholars. Right. Yes. They have a better big picture kind of lens going on right? because they have no skin in the game. Right. It's not going to get them kicked out of their denomination or their national convention. They can look at the Bible and go, that's where we've got a sea beast in Genesis and we've got a sea beast in Revelation. Do you think that's why, at least in my experience, especially being in the South, I, I realize the South is a completely different culture than like where you were raised in California and when you became a Christian traveling yeah. in the various places you yeah. have. But like, I find conservative, Christ, uh, like politically conservative in various ways, uh, and I'm not talking libertarian, I'm not talking Republican, I'm not talking anything in particular, right. but you know, just Christian conservative artists tend to be the most attacked from every side, especially in a situation like in the South, like right. because of the skinny branches, like we were talking. So right. like I, I was, I was, I, the reason I brought this up is, is not even necessarily because of me, because uh, I, I have my own whole thing about the rainbow that I go off on saying that th- there's a metaphysical reason why not going for the rainbow and bringing it back from the people who have taken it and, you know, right. destroyed it is is actually seriously important to our understanding of the Christian faith and what we believe about truth, beauty, and goodness. Got it. Um, yeah. But, you know, and I could go on about that forever. I'm trying to write a book eventually, but the, uh, but my father-in-law, uh, you know, he has a whole different uh, view on, um, he, he kind of gets into almost Nestorian sort of territory right. on, on certain things. Cause he has a very Greek understanding of logos and the idea that God cannot be man and man cannot be God. Therefore Jesus can't be an incarnation. And then it turns into all kinds of, you know, right. crazy stuff. Right. But right. Yeah. I've never met a person who loves Jesus more than my father-in-law. And he really right. does know who he is. Right. You know? So it's like, right. where do we, you know, uh, I think the problem is not even where do we draw the line? It's why aren't we talking about these things? <laughs> even That's on a great, lay yeah. level, you know, it's a great question. Yeah. Like I said, there, there are, you know, I'm, you know, but it, you're right. This, this back to kind of your first question about like, what are the skinny branches? Right. You know, um, they're all skinny branches, right? Like when you really start to talk about one category, you know, of God, you immediately get on the skinny branches. And then if you love the Bible and you love reading it and you love digging into it, you live in this, it's all lived in the skinny branches, Yep. you know, because the wall of weird that is the Bible. Like, and so when people talk about skinny branches, now I have friends I really respect that when they say I'm on the skinny branches, I listen, right? but most time it just gets thrown out there. And it's like, what do you mean? Like, you know, Jacob wrestles with God and then God pops his hip. And from that day forward, the Israelites don't eat the meat around the hip bone. What? What is that? Right, right. <laughs> and if you try to think about that or study that for more than an hour, you end up on these skinny branches 
because no one's done the work. And so it all just seems wobbly, right? But see, but God did that. Mm-hmm. And which means there's a reason for it. And it means that when they don't eat the meat around the hip bone, it meant something. And by the way, whatever it meant, we don't even have the information right. to go along with it. And so we just, we just skim over it. And, and then, yeah, I, I was just going to say like, like the, 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 uh, the artist thing in me being someone who is uh, very story oriented and all these other kinds of things. I see connections in scripture that other people don't make, you know? Sure. Um, right. And, and the rainbow, one of the biggest ones as just another example is um, uh, of course, everyone immediately, when you hear rainbow and Bible put in the same sentence, like you go to Genesis, here's another place that, is almost immediate in Genesis that no one ever thinks of. And that's Joseph, the coat of many colors, right? That coat was Jesse or not Jesse, excuse me, not Jesse. Uh, uh, I, uh, Jacob, right. P- placing yep. his bet on yeah. his son to be the savior. Like the right. Bible's really clear on that. So, and then do you cross over into any of the, the Warbo stuff? On oh Rainbow? yeah. Oh, yeah. See, yeah. And, that's, and now you start talking about, it's actually Warbo, not Rainbow. Right. Right. And then now it's like, oh, you're weird. You're like, well, no, I'm actually just reading what's there. Right. And because I think then, then we get to Revelation and he's seeing through it. Right. Doesn't. Right. Doesn't Jesus look through. Yep. The and, and there's various points. The and there's various points where the the Revelation vision is not just in Revelation, but anywhere where Jesus is shown in his Revelation you know, second coming uh, uh, garb, it's either white robes or it's right. rainbow. Right. And that, that, that's like shimmering like a rainbow. And that's, right. that's one of those things that like people take it and they, they, they try to mean it in, in their, their crazy way of love is love, everything, just crazy chaos, which is one of the reasons I'm not a huge fan of tie dye in general. Um, even though I have mm-hmm. some, you know, whatever, but like, for colors, for me, the whole point of a spectrum of colors is that God is Lord over all of it. The red, the white, right. the blue, the black, et cetera, et cetera. And when we as, as Christians wear and tout the rainbow in, in, in ways like to me, you know, I was raised, uh, I told you a while ago, Joe Moorcraft, he has a thing against crosses like some reformed guys do. It's kind of the iconoclasm sort of a thing. And so, yeah, yeah um, that's, and again, and that's another, that's a, by the way, I'm glad you brought up this for a second because yeah, that's what I mean by everyone's a heretic, because it turns out a lot of my reformed brethren think that if I have a picture of Jesus, right. Right. Like, so this heresy thing, yeah, it, it, it cuts everywhere. Oh yeah. Know? Oh yeah. But the, the, uh, the cross thing for him is it was used to kill my savior why are we using it as a symbol? You know, it's, it's, and, and I don't, I don't blame that him on that at all. I don't want to blame anyone's conscience on that. That's one of the reasons I'm not huge on crosses, but then I started thinking, especially as like a teenager, I'm sitting here going, well, then what symbol rallying symbol, not at like a, not even like a, a, cause I was still in iconoclastic mode, not even in the, in the, you know, image of Jesus kind of thing, whatever, but like, so yeah. what rallying symbols do we have? And my mind went to the fish which, okay, sure, whatever, but that seems really pulled out of nowhere in some ways, even though it was used in the early church, you know, it, it doesn't seem to have a whole lot of resonance. God literally directly gave us the rainbow, not only as his promise to, you know, save the Christians, 
but to not destroy the world again. This is literally the Christian promise to everybody. (laughs) If there is an Arminian promise from Jesus, it is the rainbow, you know? Well, but, but you know what, but I, you know, it's funny. I, I also think that God is also telling a joke with the rainbow. Okay. Because let's, let's think about what the promise is. What Mm -hmm. is the promise? This would be be fun because you're, because you're the rainbow guy. What's the promise given in the rainbow? That he won't destroy the earth again. Is it destroy the earth or flood the earth again? See, that's the question that a lot of people have. To me, it's destroy the earth. And that's one of the reasons I believe that uh, God will, will, uh, when it comes to complete, total, global, thermonuclear war, destruction, et cetera, this ties in with my post-millennialism, right? Sure. I, I don't believe that that is actually possible. He will restrain the hearts of the wicked like he has, and, and we will be safe. So I believe that the rainbow actually is a promise in that regard, too. Now, he can prove me wrong, and it just be a flood. Like, I, I'm right. fully aware right. of that. But right. I, I read it pretty clearly that this is you know, after, after, you know, and I, 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 I didn't for a while and Nate Wilson uh, can convince me on one of his, his podcasts of the uh, at least some form of spiritual Nephilim issue being one of the things that happened that caused the flood. Right. He'll definitely, be on my podcast. He'll definitely be in my podcast at some point. Cause all these guys need a beaten on their <laughs> Nephilim take. It's the worst, it's the absolute <laughs> worst theological, um, thinking and i and i i can't wait to take to take them all to town but go ahead well let's go but yeah the the the, well it's the thing it's like the 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 seth thing i have a have an issue with some of what nate says i have an issue with but i believe that there was more spiritual stuff in high places going on obviously than just you know people being mean to each other your veggie tails slapping each other with fishes nonsense you know what i mean and so it's one of those things and now you're in michael heiser category right now you're in now you're in unseen realm you know and you know heiser i think you know Heiser is committed. He is sold out to it. I would love to get Heiser on my on my podcast mm-hmm. um, again because I love this stuff. I love fighting about it. Like that's right. that's back to the skinny branches. But here's the thing: I actually think it's a joke. I actually think it's a flood. Mm-hmm. But I think it's a flood that kills everybody. He said, "I'm never going to flood the whole earth and drown everybody again." And again, I'm not dying on 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 this hill. But right. for fun, I think it's a joke because he says. Never again will I flood the earth and wipe out all mankind, right? Mm-hmm. Right. How does one get back into relationship with the Father? I gotcha. Baptism. That's what you're saying, right? I'm never going to flood the world and kill everybody again. But guess what? You want to have access flood to Flood and save everybody again, yeah. You got to go drown yourself and die. Right. To me, that is an unbelievably poetic narrative twist of like and i gotta tell you i don't have a lot of original ideas i steal them from everybody <laughs> right and right. i was on a plane i was on a plane and i thought about that and i was like clearly somebody has thought of this right oh yeah and well I, there's there, there's a lot of flood stuff in general you know it talks about in um hebrews i think that it's correct i don't know for sure but i think it talks about the um uh, that's one of my other big books is Hebrews, types and shadows, heroes, hero narrative, yeah. all that kind yeah. of stuff, right? Which is a whole other thing I get off on when it comes to the the heretic stuff, right? But the 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 point being that um, uh, it talks about Pharaoh being drowned in the Red Sea. You know, it talks about how that's, that. That's my that that's yeah. that's my point. Um, is that it's it's 
Again, none of this is going to make me a liberal. Right. So I don't lose anything in going, you know what? Yes. I guess demons can't do have sperm. Right. <laughs> now, that one I nod a little bit to because I actually think the ramifications of believing that, which is why I don't think anyone believes it, even when they right. hold to it, is because the ramifications don't, the, those ramifications mess everything up. It messes right. the gospel up. It messes reality. It, it messes with the nature of reality. Right. Well, because uh, you've got to tell me, yeah. because you've got to tell me how, well, if that view is true, mm -hmm. if angelic creatures can impregnate humans, mm -hmm. that's what they say. That's what they say happened. Then that means we still have demon DNA right. floating throughout today. And now you have to tell me why it can't happen today. Right. So now you've, you have to explain those two things. And by the way, nobody does. Right. They, well, they just say it stopped. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. Okay. But then you'd have to kind of get into an interesting form of preterism, which I'm fine with, because then you'd have to say somewhere at AD 70 or somewhere with the destruction of the temple, somewhere with the old covenant going away and being rolled up and all that. Then there's a new cosmic Jesus is now in place where Satan was. They no longer have control. But but see, but those same people believe that demons are still messing with people today. So you still got to explain Right. They can mess with you. They're still demonic stuff, but they just can't have sex with your daughter anymore. Where does that come in? Right. Like, I don't see that. Like, so to me, they start with that premise. They can kind of make the case for it. I think even, I think even the way it's written, all of that, they leave me being thoughtful and the way I'm thoughtful leads to something. They say, yeah, but that, 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 but that just doesn't happen anymore. Right. Right. Based on what? Right, right, right. Mm -hmm. So I think it's fun to push people on that because I, I think they need to be pushed on it. Well, I, I have an answer, but I want to move on to something else. So maybe we no, no, give me a quick answer. I, okay, no, I'll give, give you a quick answer. Me. Yeah, sure. Yeah, okay, so quick, me. quick answer is that I that I have and I I had the exact same things that you were saying for the longest time, and I'm not saying I fully figured it out. I I'm I'm in more of a, a agnostic, but something caused god to be that mad you know what i'm saying okay. sure. um but we know of various places where men have touched physically wrestled with etc cetera, etc cetera, angels that are in the forms of men okay and i see nothing uh, nothing nothing wrong with jumping from uh and, and this is less the second question like why doesn't it happen today i have less on that i i have very little on that to the point where i don't even want to answer that because i i have no clue but the, right. the, the this this thing i have no problem jumping from angels in physical human form because they can take that form because that is a power god gave them to having not only flesh and blood that you can touch but sperm now okay. is it real human no but can they can make it act that way Okay. You see what I'm saying? They they, sure. they can they can have real human quote unquote sweat drop off of them and it actually hydrate the ground. Got but it. That that's part of their power, but it's not something that is of them. Hence, why these abomination creatures were such an affront to God. You see what I'm saying? Well, let's push it. I mean, I'm 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 Go into ahead. it. I mean, I I, I if can you've got time, that's great. No, I, you've I'm, got yeah. look, you've got dragons on your shirt, so we can I go do. like all day on this. <laughs> I mean, so which is fun. But so yeah, so I'm not gonna push. I want to ask, 
let, 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 let's just explore that. But do we think the sweat is demon sweat? Or how about this angelic sweat? Right, right. Is it angelic sweat or is it now DNA? Is it like human DNA sort of subset, meaning it's right. human DNA, but that DNA is not going to be connected per se. Let's say God. Right. Or, 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 or in right. a sense, are the, are the demons in this case with the sperm genetically right. programming through essentially the idea of themselves, right? You know, you right. see what I'm saying? Like, are they right. programming this into a, yeah. a separate human as evil as they can make it DNA? Right. You because know? the skin, let's assume the skin is skin, right? Is it demon skin or is it, is it human skin that is allowed to form, right? Right. It's almost like you have a DNA copy center, right? right. Like it's not connected per se, Right. But it's real. But to me, that's where it would be interesting because then the offspring, though, would have a DNA that's not related to anything. Now, I think this is now I'm this is what I mean by like skinny branches. Right. Right. This is that's really what I love <laughs> because now here's how I would try to defend that view. I would say what we kind of have now categorically is the situation with Jesus, right? Like a mother, no father, mm -hmm. right? Like what's happening? Like, but even not a mother, right? Not right. The, the, the DNA is not them. Right. Right. So we do have a category. Yes, we do. For DNA on the planet. That's not connected. Right. Right. So I think I do a better job at that, but all that to say, so I'm down with that. Like I right. can create that category because I'm open. When you're on the skinny branches, you're not afraid. You're not, you're not, you're not fighting for your identity. Right. Right. That to me is what I like about the skinny branches. And when they break, my point is when they break, sometimes they break, but I, mm -hmm. I don't fall into oblivion. Unorthodox views. I just, <laughs> oh, that one didn't hold any weight. Right. Right. You, you know what I mean? So yep. that is still, that's still because. Now what you're doing is you're creating a subset nature of reality, which is conjured up down here mm -hmm. in this realm. Right. And to me, that's a much more valid, fun category because that starts to deal with what we actually do see and we do have to kind of wrestle with. Yeah, let me let me say something to the to the people who will be listening. That one of the things that about this um, that is important for artists to be wrestling with these sorts of things is we absolutely live on the skinny branches with everything <laughs> right. that we're writing, everything that we're creating, everything that we're doing, and we're we're trying to create connections even where there might not be some at times. And the fact is, if we're not comfortable doing this, we're not doing the job that God created us to do. Right. Um, and, and so, but we need to obviously, obviously be careful, but like, this is the thing we're not, people are being too careful in many cases. They're not pushing, they're not trying to find, you know, what's going on. And that's, that's sort of where we're at. Which is why, which is why you can have a culture totally confusing, including Christians yep. on the idea of, of people transitioning. Yep. But see, now we thought this was all just kooky conversation stuff until we woke up one day and the conversation was kooky. And they built a whole theology around I mean, their, you know, yeah. 
Mm-hmm. Right. And it's like, oh, and it's like now Bruce Jenner's a commentator on Fox News. Yeah. Like you're like, right? You're like, oh, wait, yeah. wait. So this got like, no, no, no. We just, and, and I know Christians that are like, we're even saying like, well, I guess I would have voted for him in California because he's a conservative. Now, yeah. I, 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 I got to tell you this. This is, this is a, a concept uh, that is skinny branches that is in one of my stories. It's actually the one that we're working on for animated stuff right now. I wasn't planning on bringing this up, but no, it just good. really fits into what we're talking about. And I, I warn you, it might land me as one of the unknown guests on, on <laughs> all my friends are heretics at some point. Well, what are you, so yeah. So then what's, 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 what's your heretical skinny branch take? Okay, so starting with, as most heresies do, scripture in one way or another, the life is in the blood. You're familiar with the verses that say that. The life is in the blood. Okay, so I wanted to create a science fiction concept around that. And my first real inkling of wanting to do that was from the Terry Schiavo case back in the early 2000s. Do you remember that? Yeah. Yeah, so we got this lady. She's, you know, basically what medically brain dead is what they say she does interact with people on a small level but uh they've been keeping her alive and her husband says oh when she was alive she uh she didn't want to be kept alive when she was brain dead so it's time to let her go and because he was in charge of her medically the courts upheld his right over her and she was she had her plug pulled um and she she passed away well i was in atlanta and this was a very formative thing for me. I was in Atlanta during when the federal uh, court case came to Atlanta protesting on the street with my family. And we were there. We were the only Presbyterian group, me and my cousins and my family um, uh, amongst a bunch of Catholics and like one or two Baptists. Right. And so um, it was a small group. It was middle of the night um, when they were actually doing this thing, which was crazy. Like they were meeting really late. Um, and I was getting interviewed by, by people on the news, you know, what, what's your position, what's your take? And I, I had to tell them, you know, regardless of whether or not, uh, uh, this, this whole situation, you know, is the case, no one, but Christ can take someone, (laughs) you know, like that, that's not her life. It's not his life to to do with what they please, you know, and I, I had to go through all that. But the thing that really stuck out to me is what if, you had a husband and wife in the future, far flung future, right? And there's a war and they both end up in the crossfire and the wife is shot and killed. At least as far as we can understand medically, right? But here's the thing. Both of them are involved in what is called illegal tech repair this this falls into another thing i wanted to explore in science fiction which is the the right to repair thing right Mm. um basically you got a world where obsolete tech is considered illegal because it's dangerous and the government's looking out for you right and so there's this black market where they fix old outdated tech you following me So what he does, he's so good at his job and so good at his tech that he panics as his wife is dying and he takes her into their work shed and he opens her up and he tries to save her heart and her brain. He loses the brain. 
He's able to save the heart. In his grief and in his grieving process, he begins to use an illegal technology called vampiric technology where blood actually fuels the machine Mm. to rebuild his wife as a vampiric android and replaces her personality as best he can with his memory of how she was. As accurately as possible. Androids are illegal. Vampiric technology is illegal. And he does this anyway. And he renames her so it's not necessarily an issue if people find out she died or whatever. And just kind of acts like they're common law married. Okay. Okay. So my whole point in, in going after that is the life is in the blood. And he doesn't realize it. And he's confused by it. And he struggles with it. But his wife is really still there yeah so (laughs) that's that's some skinny branches well but it's but but you could back that up and say it's 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 skinny branches but it also it's what is a person right right so if i lose my arm Mm -hmm. a car accident am i still me right ship of theseus right yep so mm-hmm. how much of me do you get to get rid of mm-hmm. before I stop being me? Yep. Right. And so, and eventually you do end up at, at the heart and the mind, right? In the brain. Mm-hmm. Um, and that starts to hurt for people to think about because they've never had to think about it. And of course the emotional response that comes with it you know now it's johnny got his gun it's you know laying there you know as chest and head can't mm-hmm. communicate you're blind deaf deaf i mean everything i mean it's it's a nightmare scenario right and nightmare scenarios are not things that people want to to think through and it's understandable right, right. you know um so you take your story it's connected to things that people already haven't even thought about, which we do have to think about. We do yeah. have to think about people coming back from war, losing all these limbs, being blind, being deaf. Not having a, anything but a brain stem. There's a lot of people right. like that, you know? Right. And so because we don't even want to think about that, it's going to be impossible to think about yeah. your story, right? Yeah. Without yeah. being very like, like, well, wait, that's just, you know, you got to get tech, you got to get these things. But, you know, we're... We're getting there now. And just the idea of, again, what is a person and how much can you start attaching? Because we're going to have limbs. We're going to have all that stuff. The next 20, 30 years are going to be an, an, an amazing adaptation. Yep. You know, um, and of course, that's going to freak people out. But if you haven't thought through breast implants, if you haven't thought through, you know, nose jobs, if you haven't thought through, you know, LASIK surgery, if you haven't thought through all these things that are all that have already already here, Mm -hmm. right? Understanding then what is going on and where we're going is again, you jump to a story like that and it just seems so sci-fi, right? Yeah, yeah. Exactly. But you look at Neuralink and what Elon Musk is doing and what that's possibly gonna start to do, and, and the idea that basically everything can be cured through your brain, because everything is electricity. Right. And not to not to not to uh, jump on Marcus 
Marcus Pittman's bandwagon in many cases, but this is why the church needs to wake up and, and have some kind of understanding or theology. That's why we need to get into the skinny branches on these kind of right. issues and right. actually and actually have you know men who've been elected to office the right way, who've been ordained, <laughs> saying what's the deal on all this stuff, you know? Yeah, men, men who have actually thought about these things, it's not a shock. Like you right. tell me the story, I have a reference point. I'm not like, what? Right. Oh my, it's like, well, okay, well, hold on. And people have thought through this stuff and, and, and elements of it. Um, and so I think, no, I think that's cool. I mean, I think, I think that's what then, then the, the job is, is to then responsibly help people think through these things. And what does that mean? Right. You know, and that's now, something only storytellers can do blood, many times. Yeah. Right. Now, whether life is in the blood and those sorts of things, I mean, again, I like that because it, well, well, because I'm, I'm, um, well, you're Presbyterian for one. <laughs> well, yeah, but I've never called myself a Presbyterian. It just sounds too gay. Right. But you so know what I mean? Rarely, you know yeah, what I mean? You know. Um, but I don't even know if I would count as Presbyterian. I always tell people, well, give me the Presbyterian test and I'll tell you if I, if I, if I, right. what it. I, what I'm saying specifically though, is you would have no problem with a person who is mentally retarded being baptized. hundred percent. Right. Exactly. Right. right. Exactly. <laughs> like right. this, but, this is, this but, is the, also the question. But by the way, that. but by the way, every Calvary chapel, Southern California Baptist church, they baptize them all the time too. Right. I mean, oh, they I do know. for a different reason, right. you know, um, <laughs> but, but I, but here's the thing. Life is in the blood to me really cashes out more with martyrs even to this day there mm -hmm. seems to be like even iran knows if if they start killing christians not just letting them rot and die in the jails that's different right if they, if they shit because they don't they 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 don't they they don't bleed them out in iran right they just imprison them yep even they know if that blood if the blood hits the ground something happens. Yep. And so the life in the blood, I would think some may also have an aspect of not so much the person's life, maybe, mm -hmm. although I think that's there to me, something about life is in the blood is life is life. Yes. Energy existence. Yeah. All that sort of stuff. Yeah. And when you murder that, mm -hmm. Right. How the Avenger of Blood works, which, by the way, let's talk about that character that we yeah. didn't just make up. <laughs> yep. Right. The Avenger of Blood. Like, what comic book are you reading? Right. For you know? real. Um, so that, again, it, it opens up all those, you know, it, 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 to me, that's where you have to get on the skinny branches, you know? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, we're getting close to the end of our time. Um, is there anything else that you we want to do? We should do a round about? two today. What's, what's I'm down with round two. I'm down with round what's two. What's your day like today? I don't have a whole lot. I got brothers in town that are going to be here for the whole weekend. They knew I was going to be podcasting, so it's going to be as long as I want. Why don't we do a part two? Why do, why, yeah. why do we do a part two? Um, let's just book that like even like next week or something. Let's let's do like a two or three part skinny branches. Yeah, sure. Know. By See, all means. Because like I said, I, I, I think we're just getting started. So let's let's, <laughs> let's keep having some fun. So just book, let's book another one. Okay. And 
let's do like let, let let's do two more of these and let's and let's see if you yeah. can find some fun things for us to go out out on the branches with. Yeah, man. Um, I will I will get with you on that. Um, I can do that now, or I can get on with you on it later. The one other thing I was going to say was, um, I definitely still want to talk about some of the other you know, artist related stuff. And the other thing I wanted to say before we go is I, I, I was just talking with my artist and I said, you know, you know, and he agreed with what I said. I said, you know, I am both the weirdest and mo- and simultaneously most, most orthodox guy you're going to know. And, and I love people who can hold those two things together. There were people like uh, Rich Mullins, who had some other weird stuff that I disagree with, but he held his orthodoxy in many ways yeah, with sure. with his, you know, with with his weirdness. And it's just one of those things that I I, I want to get into that more specifically. Yeah. So we'll put a pin well, in that for another time. Let's dabble. Let's dabble. Yeah, absolutely, and see where it goes. But um, yeah, I, I guess I'll do a little little uh, uh, send off, and then we can either plan that out or say goodbye. So uh, everyone okay. remember this is uh, poets at ward. Be your family's bard. Do not turn to the right or to the left and God will follow you wherever you go. And uh, yeah, we'll see you next time in the trenches on poets at war. God of song said the warrior bard, though all the world betray thee one sword, at least thy right shall guard one faith. Shall free.